0: Hey everyone, this is Ronnie with Everything Virtual, and I just wanted to record a quick episode today to give my reactions to uh, the recent uh, news about the Vive Cosmos. Uh, For those who aren't aware, a few days ago, uh, HTC put out uh, information basically stating that the Vive Cosmos was going to uh, be available for pre-order, uh, I believe that was, eh, I don't, you know, I don't even have the article up right now, um, but it was just a few days ago, so, uh, you know, for early early this month in September, uh, they didn't give much of a heads up, just a few days at most, and then they, they put it up for pre-order. And around that same time, they announced that the, the pricing for the headset was going to be uh, $699 or approximately $700, for the Vive Cosmos, that includes the headset itself, which obviously has cameras on it for inside-out tracking, and then also uh, the t- the two new controllers that are also inside-out tracked. So basically, everything you need to be able to hook it up to the PC and and have a VR experience that way. Um, in addition to announcing that price point, the other thing that they that they announced that was really interesting was that you would be able to purchase at some time after the launch of the headset, uh, a faceplate that would make the headset compatible with, with uh, Lighthouse-based tracking. So if you had any base stations from uh, any of the previous Vive or from uh, the Index uh, headset, uh, those would be compatible with, with this new uh, faceplate for the for the HTC Cos- Vive Cosmos, uh, though the controllers for the Cosmos would not be compatible in that mode. So, in other words, if you were going to use this new faceplate uh, to use uh, Lighthouse-based tracking rather than the inside-out tracking on the headset, that you would have to then use either uh, Vive controllers for- that that came with the original headsets that work with the base stations. Or you'd have to use, you know, index controllers. So basically some form of controller that's also compatible with Lighthouse-based, uh, tracking. So I I definitely think that that was an interesting curveball and it, and they're now positioning the Cosmos and they, they've kind of always positioned the Cosmos in this way, but, uh, HTC Vive is really, uh, positioning the Vive Cosmos as this, uh, you know, moddable kind of, uh, updatable platform and so in a way uh, they're trying to say that if you buy this headset you'll be able to use different tracking methods uh, potentially you can you can use it'll be compatible with their uh, wireless adapter that released for the Vive and the Vive Pro Um, and then they're also hinting at at future accessories to come Uh, one of the things that has been hinted on but no details have really been announced is the potential to be able to hook up the headset to a mobile platform rather than a PC. So you could ostensibly see sometime in the future where uh, you'd be able to hook this, uh, you'd be able to hook the Cosmos up not only to a PC but uh, to a phone and then be able to experience it uh, on the go. Uh, So, um, you know, cool information for sure, um, but my general reaction is it's a little bit too late and a little bit too expensive. the headset itself is 700 bucks, and let's assume for a second that the inside-out tracking works great, um, and that the controllers are going to be at least comparably good comp- when when uh, when looking at them, uh, you know, compared to the Rift S and the the Quest controllers. Um, so if if it's even you know the same experience as a as a Rift S um, more is a pretty steep increase. So either this headset needs to be substantially more comfortable, substantially better audio, um, a substantially better experience than the Rift S, or it's just too expensive. And right now, nothing that I've read kind of points to it being substantially better. I think the the resolution of the headset itself is definitely higher. I'm not sure that it's going to be substantially higher, like I said, um, but it is higher. It's higher than the resolution of the Vive Pro. It's higher resolution than the Valve Index. So that's those are really good signs. Um, at the same time, though, it has some of the trade-offs that those uh, that that the Index has, for example, in the Rift S compared to uh, the previous generation headsets, by stepping over to LCDs from OLEDs. Uh, you know. For listeners out there that are aware, uh, the Vive and the Vive Pro both used OLEDs, and most of the headsets now coming out, including the Cosmos, are switching over to LCDs. The main advantage I think from use, using LCDs versus OLEDs is just saving on cost. So again, um, if that's the case here with the Cosmos, then what are they? You know, you know, why is the headset as expensive as it is? Um, at the same time, another advantage, like with the index, is uh, Valve claimed that by switching over to LCD, that was kind of what allowed them to find these panels that they were able to run at higher resolution, or higher refresh rates, excuse me. And so with higher refresh rate panels, then you can have a lot smoother motion. Uh, the downside to that, of course, is you have to have more powerful PCs to run it, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, but unfortunately, with the Vive Cosmos, at least what we know right right now, uh, the refresh rate is still at 90 hertz. So that is better than the Rift S, but it's not as good as the Index, and it's you know pretty much the same as previous generations. So um, you're looking if you're going to be upgrading uh, from a, a Vive, let's say, over to uh, potentially a Vive Cosmos or another you know another solution. Uh, really the main benefit you're going to get is just the higher resolution in and of it by itself uh, there's no increased field of view um, there's also the downsides of not having as good uh, black levels or or as good color as the oleds so uh, you know more i think i i i i resolution is probably the the, the biggest thing that you would want in, in a new headset so I'm not saying that the trade-off was necessarily a bad one to make, but in a lot of ways, it's not going to be better other than the resolution. Um, and so, with the price being what it is, you would, you know, you're that that's the that's the main disappointing factor. You know, here you're you're going to be spending seven hundred dollars, and and in exchange for that, you're just going to be getting that resolution bump. Uh, hope, hopefully, the screen door effect is also going to be limited by switching over to LCD that's another big big uh advantage of switching from OLED to LCD. Uh LCDs have uh, a different and correct me if I'm wrong out there anyone but uh the best way I can explain it quickly is just the subpixel um uh, layout of an LCD uh is is better um for eliminating screen door effect. You don't notice the pixels as much as with an OLED. Um and so that does make a big difference as well. Um, but again, we're talking about a resolution increase
1: and clarity
0: increase. Three years plus after the Vive released, um, and then you're talking about using inside out tracking instead of lighthouse based tracking. Um, but we don't know yet if there, if, if, HTC vives tracking system is going to be as good as oculus's uh, inside tracking system and so for that reason again given the price increase it kind of makes me uneasy uh, you know I, I they haven't HTC vive hasn't had a lot of people uh, try the system for extended periods of time to really get a sense of how great it tracks uh, one of the things that I noticed with people uh, trying out the Vive Cosmos, and I should be clear, I have not tried the Cosmos myself, so I, I look forward to doing that in the future so I can give my actual hands-on impression. But right now, my impressions are just from reading other people's um, time with with the Cosmos as well as just you know the information that's out there on the web. So take that for what it's worth. But um, yeah, I, I found it a little bit troubling that most of the games that people were trying out on the Cosmos are not games that are easily comparable to experiences that they've had on on the other systems. Like, they didn't have Beat Saber being shown, for example. And that would be a very quick one to be able to just put in, like, people play Beat Saber so much that moving from one headset to another, you would, you know, be able to kind of quickly gauge whether the experience was comparable or not. Um, you know, but they, you know, most of the people that were out there, you know, they were playing games that they didn't really have a a quick uh, reference point from. So that's, you know, that's, again, kind of a a troubling sign for me. Um, And, you know, from an audio perspective, I'm sure it's probably, it's going to sound better than the audio coming out of the Rift S. The Rift S has horrible sound, but at the same time, it's it's pretty easy just to hook up a pair of headphones to, to that system. So I don't really think it's uh, it's it's not a big selling point because uh, from what I've heard, it's definitely not anywhere near as good as the sound coming out of the index. So yeah, and then and then to top it all off, the the really cool addition of of being able to use the sensors uh, from the old Vive and the Vive Pro on the Cosmos, I think that's pretty cool. Um, but it's going to be at least $200, I believe, more to buy that plate. So then you're talking a $900 headset. And on top of that, you would have to have controllers that were compatible. Those wouldn't be included. And, um, yeah, I just, man, I, I just don't see, I, I think if you're a high-end user, you're going to want to use a Vive Pro or an Index and spend the, the $1,000 plus on that. Or if you don't want to spend as much money, you're going to be getting the Rift S, and, or or even a Windows MR uh, headset for that matter. That's even cheaper. Uh, the Vive Cosmos is kind of in this weird middle ground in terms of price. It came out just a little bit too late, and I I don't see it being the success that the Vive was. The success of the Vive was really this, you know, it had a lot of advantages the way it's tracking system worked and the fact that it came with six off controllers in a, in a, at a time when, when the competition didn't have them. And that was a huge, huge, huge advantage for, for that system. It was just, you know, a lot more useful. The Vive Cosmos, I just don't think I, I the versatility of being able to use inside out tracking um, versus, you know, using the cameras on the headset versus, you know, in addition to the inside-out tracking from the, the White House uh, base stations, that's really cool. But because of the price premium on the headset already, coupled with the fact that you'll have to buy an additional uh, an additional faceplate in order to get that to work, it just seems, it, it doesn't seem like it's really at, as big of a selling point as it should be. And so, uh, you know, on the high end, it's basically, uh, it's going to be like, you know, kind of a side grade to a Vive Pro, and on the low end, it's a more expensive version than, than, you know, of, of something that people can already get um, with the with the Rift S. And so, I I don't really think that this is going to be a great product for for HTC Vive, unfortunately. But I, I hope to be proved wrong, and I hope that. There is some potential there, like, given their... I, I love their marketing and their attitude about the the modability, and, and, and unlike the Index, where uh, Valve kind of talks... talked a bit game about uh, hoping that people were going to mod, uh, create mods for it, but then they didn't really actually deliver anything, at least not yet, on that front. Um, they're hoping, I guess, the community does it on their own, but I, in my opinion, it, it would be much better for... You know the the actual company behind the headset to come up with additional solutions that can be added on. That's that's better. The key to that though is also pricing. And again, I just think HTC's pricing. And I, I don't know what they're like. What's stopping them from hitting lower price points? Maybe it's just not possible, and they're doing the best they can to get the best price points that that they're able to get. But yeah, that's that I think has always been their biggest. You know, problem Uh, with the Vive Pro, they it it seemed like an awesome headset, but it was too expensive for most consumers. I think to to for it to make sense for them to upgrade, uh, given what they were providing. And then here again with the Cosmos, I think they're doing the same thing. And had they released the Cosmos at the time that uh, they released the Vive Pro, if it had been ready back then, I, I think. They would be in a much better position, uh, but releasing this headset now in this current climate, with all kinds of competition out there, and then really them still pushing their uh, their software platforms um, onto people, I think that I don't know. I, I just don't see it going in a in a great place. I think on the low end, unfortunately, I think um, I think Oculus is going to you know, be much stronger, and I think on the high end, if you're not already looking at other kinds of special solutions like the Pimax or the Index, I think that the Cosmos, I don't know, I don't know. Are there people out there that are really HTC Vive enthusiasts that passed on the Rift S, passed on the Index, and are just waiting on a new new Vive? Um, Maybe. I I don't really know. I, I hope you know, I, I, I hope for them to have success because I think that they have a lot of good ideas and it's good. I, I don't want Oculus and, and and Valve to be the only main players uh, in the VR space. Uh, I really want HTC Vive to, to be in there on a hardware level. Um, but, you know, yeah, I... I'm, I'm not super excited about the Cosmos like I, I was hoping I was going to be. And unfortunately, a lot of it just comes down to the pricing and the timing. Those are, those are really just the, the two things, I think. Cause I, I, I think generally speaking, the headset looks pretty good. It's just, it's just not the right time for this headset, uh, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah. Hope that wasn't too rambly, but that is my, my first, my, my general impression. on on hearing about these additional details and then seeing the pre-order go up. Uh, Yeah, I I can't wait to kind of find out more about the headset. I can't wait to be able to try the headset for myself. And then I guess only time will tell as to uh, what the adoption rates are like with the Vive Cosmos and if it's going to be successful for them or not and really what they're they're aiming for. I, I wonder kind of internally what they if they really intend for this to be a full-on replacement for the Vive, or is this just kind of a stopgap measure that they were kind of forced to take right now? And, and they're really going to bring it uh, hard and early next time uh, when, you know, prior to like whatever Oculus is going to next release because yeah, we don't know what they're going to, to announce that Oculus connects six. And we really don't know what the future holds in terms of, um, what their PC platform uh, systems are going to be like. So, yeah, that's uh, anyways. That's that's my thoughts on the Vive Cosmos at this time. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Twitter is always a great place. At everything Vive still. So at everything Vive, it'll it'll the the naming on the account will come up as everything virtual, but we kept the same handle. So that Twitter handle is the best place to kind of give any kind of feedback on your thoughts on the episode or uh, any kind of comments to to me or Zane or anybody else, Damon. Um, And then you can always uh, shoot us emails or uh, leave us feedback on iTunes or, or any of the other places that you're listening to the podcast. So as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back to you with more content in the near future.